this vein for, for just a few more moments of your time. And as you're standing, turn, uh, turn with me to the book of Psalm chapter 3. Psalms chapter 3. And I also want uh, you to note the superscription that we read at the start of Psalm 3, which is found in many, if not all, of your Bibles, which reads, A Psalm of David, when he fled from Absalom, his son. And then beginning with verse 1, David writes, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. Selah means to pause, to reflect, to, to, to think about, to ponder. Verse 3 continues, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down to, and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for Thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. And for a moment of your time, as we press forward, I come to you with a burden to preach this thought. Fear or faith? Fear or faith? And as you're closing your Bibles, I, I want to go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord Jesus, we call on you the very author and the finisher of our faith. We put our faith and our hope in you. I thank you that we can find all that we need in you. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done here this morning already and what you will continue to do through today and in the days, weeks, and months to come. Lord, right now I take captive every thought and bring them all into your obedience. Let the words that I speak be that of you. Lord, I desire to be your vessel and let your word go forth. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say amen. You may be seated. Every morning we wake we wake with this simple, one of many things that we wake up to, yet we wake up with this simple, yet what, what may be also a very difficult choice. And while this may be one of many, the choice that we make each day is first asking ourselves, am I going to live in fear today or am I going to live by faith? If I choose to live one way, I cannot do the other. Fear and faith do not go hand in hand with one another. Like David, we face adversaries who challenge our faith. And it may seem that the older we grow and the closer we get to the Lord, the greater they become. To the point that we can identify with David and his petitions to the Lord. And just as we read moments ago, the, the superscription of this psalm tells us the very origin of the psalm and why it was written. He fled from Absalom, his son. He was, he was fleeing for his life. He was afraid of, for his life. 
Absalom, his own son, was leading a coup against his father, which turned into a revolt of many. Absalom won over the hearts of of many in in that country, forcing David to to flee from his palace. The enemies, according to David, seemed to multiply so much that David cried out, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they which rise up against me. According to what the world may see, David found himself a minority. As a minority. Seemingly, and in reality, it was, it was him against all these people. He was surrounded by ten thousands of people. David did take some of his servants with him, but, 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 so he was not alone. But, but he felt as if the entire world was against him. With the threats David heard, he feared for his life. And not only were these people threatening David, but they were also belittling him, saying, There is no help for him in God. He's too far beyond help. God can't help him in his situation. Some of you are here today, and your adversaries have been coming against you for a long time. They've said that you are beyond help. You may feel that you cannot be helped out of your situation, that you've found yourself in a place where I don't even think God can reach me here. You may feel as though you are too far gone and that there is no help for you in God to the point that that others may be even skeptical of it. Lord, help them. Which further would drive you down into that pit of despair and loneliness and grief. You may be here today and you have been gripped with fear for so long that you are not sure what it's like to not live in fear. Fear has gripped you for for years and years and years that you don't know what it's like to, to not live in fear daily. Oh, but I want to declare to someone here today and speak over you today that the Lord is here today. That He is here for you today. That He is here to be your help today. That He is here to to see you through that today. Hallelujah. I want you to choose faith over fear. Choose faith over fear. You see, what seemed like a very grim place for David, David did not turn to fear. Yes, he he feared for his life at first, but that was not the end result. No, David turned to the Lord. He turned his fear into faith. He turned from his fear to faith. David turned to his protection. Right in the very middle of of what we read as this crisis uh, that David was going through, he, he reminded himself but also cried out to the Lord, declaring, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. As David the warrior turns to the Lord and away from everything that's going on, his mind is filled with these military-like metaphors. First, the shield. God protects him from his enemy's attacks. David knew the importance of a shield, having been a leader of the Israelite armies and having used a shield in battle to turn away these deadly arrows, these spears, these swords, and yes, even these stones that the adversaries tried to throw at him. Yes, David. 
David had a need for maybe a physical shield, for we read in 2 Samuel that Shimei threw stones at him. So there was, yes, an element of this physical shield that David needed God to wield for him. But this shield, oh, this shield, it goes far beyond what can be seen with the eye. It goes beyond what someone carries with them into a physical battle. David needed a shield and desired a shield for the thoughts that were piercing him, for the very thing that was driving him to his death, for the very thing that was driving him away from the Lord, saying, uh, he he was hearing these people again saying, there's no help for him in God. And David's like, wait a minute. I need the shield. There's a constant battle for your souls, church. Why? Because eternity is at stake. In Ephesians 6, Paul implores the Ephesians to put on the whole armor of God, which included the shield of faith. Beginning with verse 10, Paul writes, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye might be, may be able to, it's to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, hear it, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, and have your loins girt about with truth having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And here we go. Above all, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And as I was reading this over and over, and it was replaying over and over again, especially the part of of the shield of faith and how Paul made what we can read as such a, a special emphasis on the shield of faith, declaring above all, taking the shield of faith, the quenching of the fiery darts of the wicked, played over and over again. You see, I I, I can't help but think that that he made special attention to that shield of faith because you can wear all of this armor of God, but if you don't have that shield, those darts are going to stop at you, not the shield of faith, not the shield of the Lord that protects you from the, the wiles of the enemy, not the shield that protects you from these fiery darts of the enemy. You see, the enemy may try to come at you from every side, As David writes a few verses later in verse 6, But you, child of God, you are under the shadow of his wing. You are under the shield of faith. And with that shield of faith, you have the protection that you need to quench those fiery darts that the enemy throws your way. You know, I I think it's time for a perspective change on these fiery darts. When you see those fiery darts coming your way, 
when you feel the heat of those darts drawing near you, you're going to raise that shield and you're going to allow the Lord to be your protector. But I wonder if there might be just a little bit of joy that begins to rise up in you. Why? Because those fiery darts would not be thrown your way or shot your way by your adversary, the devil, if you were not living for the Lord. He would not be throwing them your way if you weren't living on fire for God. He would not have anything to worry about if you were choosing fear over faith. But here you stand and stand firm with the shield of faith, the shield of the Lord, protecting you against these fiery darts. Meanwhile, you are walking in the confidence. You are walking with that joy, that comfort, that peace, that you are right where the Lord wants you to be. And the Lord planted something in my spirit uh, this morning. I can't remember the exact time now, but, but he planted something in my spirit about, these, about this fire, these fiery darts that come our way. And, and he, made me, he, he, he began to show me how, you know, these, these forest fires that, that we see around us that have been happening a lot in the past year or so, how, how do these firefighters sometimes fight this fire? They may use water. They may use some kind of distinguisher of some kind. But sometimes they use fire to fight fire. So if you've got the fire of the Holy Ghost resting in your heart and you put on that shield of faith, these fiery darts, you're going to quench them because that faith that's in you is quenching that fire that's coming at you. So your fire overtakes it so it can no longer consume you. You've got the fire. You're fighting fire with fire and your fire has overcome that to the point uh -huh, that you just walk by faith, that you live by faith. Hallelujah. The enemy may try to encamp you round about. You may feel like you're surrounded on every side. But the Lord shields you. And what's more, the Lord provides for you the glory. The glory literally means heavy or splendor. This glory belongs to the Lord. He is the one who goes before you. He is the one who stands beside you. Hear me. He is the one who's taking care of everything that's behind. Some of you are walking backwards all the time because you're like, I don't know. I, I, I just can't quite give that up to him. Well, it's time to, to turn around and move forward and leave those things with him because he will take care of him. He has taken care of him to the point that he's there. He's here walking beside you and he wants you to move forward and look forward with him. Oh, hear me, somebody. Hear me. The glory as he stands beside you and takes care of everything that's behind and goes before you, there's victory in that glory. There's victory in that glory, hear me, every single time, without a shadow of a doubt. And without a shadow of a doubt, he will be victorious. And as Isaiah proclaims, he is high and lifted up, oh hear me, and his train fills the temple, hallelujah. His glory fills the temple, his victory fills the temple. Can you imagine 
Can you imagine? Just, just imagine in your mind with me. You're standing in this temple. Now, this is your temple here, so maybe you're standing in this temple. But, but he fills this temple with victory. And when he fills this temple with victory, there's no room for anything else. It covers all the problems. It covers all the situations. Because that victory that you, that you find in him, it fills the very temple. So there you stand. You may be so consumed by the victory that you just get on your knees and you're like, Lord, Lord, I see that you are in control. I see that yours is the victory. I will continue to turn to you. I will continue to seek you. I will continue to allow you to overwhelm me, to overcome. I have overcome by your blood. Oh, hallelujah. 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 His glory, his victory, his train. It fills the temple. And that glory, that splendor, is also indicative of spoils from the war. <laughs> and these spoils, guess what? They belong to the Lord. But last, but certainly not least, God is the lifter up of my head. <laughs> he is the one who will lift up your head. Hanging your head down like such signifies maybe some shame. Maybe there's some humiliation. Maybe there's some, some self-doubt or whatever it may be. You're hanging your head here like, oh. <sighs> David found himself in what seemed to be a very shameful situation. Knowing that what he was facing was a punishment, if you will, for, for the sin he had committed with Bathsheba, seeing that his own son turned on him. But the Lord, the Lord lifted up his head again. Oh, church, I can't, I can't begin to, to describe to you what the Lord has done for me, for it would take days upon days, and I know some of you would hang out here for days upon days and hear what I have to say, but I'll spare you a little bit of time. But, but, but I have been in just a few situations where I've found myself hanging my head in shame, saying, oh, Lord, I'm just too far gone. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be consumed by the enemy. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can help me here, but the Lord, every single time, uh, every single time, he lifted up my head. He said, here I am, Trevor. Here I am for you. Here I am for you, my child. Uh, the Lord lifted me up. He brought me out of the shame and showed me His truth. He lifted up my head from that wallow of shame and guilt. And some of you may have been hanging out with shame for too long. Maybe I need to say it again. Some of you have been hanging out with shame for too long. And it's time, like never before, to allow God to lift up your head. If you've been struggling with self-defeat, let him lift up your head. If you've been struggling with anxiety, let him lift up your head. If you've been struggling with an addiction, let him lift up your head. If you've been struggling with depression, let him lift up your head. If you've been struggling with curveballs that life seems to throw at you every day, if it's not one thing today, it's the next thing tomorrow, let him lift up your head. Because when you allow the Lord to lift up 
your head. He lifts it up to where now you can see him. Now you can focus on him. He lifts up your head so now you can be encouraged by him. Now you can cry to the Lord with your voice. Oh, there may be things that try to tell you to, to try this or, or to try that or to turn this way or to turn that way or, or to take this or to take that. But in the end, there's only one true way. There is only one right way. And that is the way, the truth, and the life. That is the eternal one. That is Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Cry unto the Lord with your voice. He hears you. He sees you. He knows. He understands. Oh, and if I can just look back to what David was enduring, there were many that were rising up against him. He was being chased away from his home. He was fearing for his life, but he turned that fear into faith. He and his servants began to weep as, as they went to the top of, of the Mount Olivet, and with his voice he cried to the Lord. And as he looked upon this hill, he cried out to the Lord saying, Lord, you sustain me. You are my shield. You are my protector. You are my God. You are the one that I need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was growing weary. Oh, he was growing tired. How many of you are growing weary or growing tired? He, he was growing increasingly weak. He hungered. He thirsted. But he knew that the Lord would provide. He knew where his help came from. From. He knew that the Lord would sustain him through it all. Through it all. The Lord would be his peace through it all. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He's with you through it all, church. I know some of you are like, yeah, yeah, I know, but, but you're not hearing me. He's with you right now. He was with you yesterday when, when you decided to maybe make a decision that, that was not really in alignment with him. He was with you the day before when, when you had that troubling thought come to you and you weren't quite sure what to do with it. He was with you even in those times. He's with you even in those times where, where like I've said before, you felt beyond help and you just wallow in a little bit. He's there. David found peace through it all. Yes, he was gripped by the fear, and he even feared going to sleep at night, for he thought that, that the adversary would come through the night and slay him. He feared to go to sleep. Oh, there's some anxiety that may keep you from sleeping. Oh, hear me, hear me, but, but rest in the Lord. David found that peace in God. Go ahead and find that peace in God. There's an overwhelming peace of God. There's an assurance that God wants to rest on you in this place. There is an overwhelming peace that passes understanding that wants to take over you so you can rest. So that you can allow the Lord to sustain you. So that you can allow the Lord to lift up your head. He will sustain you. He will give you rest. 
David went to sleep that night. With that rest, he fell asleep and he arose the next day. For the Lord sustained him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Musicians, please come and make your way up here at this time. May there be such a peace right now that rests upon you. When is the last time you've experienced peace from the Lord? When is the last time you've experienced the Lord lifting up your head? The Lord is here today to give you peace. The Lord is here today to lift up your head. The Lord is here today to, to, to sustain you. He desires to give you that peace which passes understanding. The Lord wants to turn your fear into faith. He wants to turn your sorrow into joy. He wants to turn your mourning into dancing. Oh, come on, somebody. Go ahead and allow the Lord to sustain you. Go ahead and allow him to lift you up. It's due time for you to allow the Lord to fight your battles for you. Maybe you've been trying to fight them alone for too long, but look what the Lord can do. Look what the Lord has done. Look how the Lord handles your enemy. Hallelujah. Arise, O oh Lord, and save me, O oh my God, for you've smitten the cheeks of the enemies. Woo. Hallelujah. And you've broken the teeth of the ungodly. Look how the Lord fights your enemy. Let him allow him to fight that for you. That's our God. It's due time to allow him to smite those enemies. That's our God. So I ask again, stand with me as we come to a close. Will you choose fear or will you choose faith? And I want to remind someone of what John writes in his first epistle, chapter 4, verse 18, concerning fear. He says, there is no fear in love, for perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. Some of you have been, or even are, being tormented at this very moment. But his perfect love casts out fear. <laughs> Faith says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. <laughs> Faith says when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Faith says I will not be anxious for anything, but bring everything to you, O Lord, in prayer. You will guard my heart and my mind. Faith says, I won't be anxious when things go this way or that, but rather, I will look up to you where my help comes from. My help comes from you, the maker of heaven and earth. I've asked the praise team to, to have the song, Fear is Not My Future, ready for this time of altar call. So I encourage you, if you will, to make your way to this altar at this time. You see, this song starts by saying, let him work it in your favor. Watch him work it for your good. He's not done with what he started. He's not done until it's good. And as we close our time together this morning, I, I encourage you again to find a place to pray as you're making your way up here or as you pray in your seats to seek the Lord, to let him work it in your favor, to allow God to fight your battles for you, to allow him to be your peace that passes understanding. Go ahead and let him restore your joy all over this place. Let his perfect love cast out the fear in you. Let him fight your battles. Let your faith 
arise in Jesus' name.